can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. Alright Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido. The Celtics season is in full swing. Celtics unfortunately fall today in double overtime to the New York Knicks in what was an unbelievably exciting game to start things off here. This was the revenge game of Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, which we will certainly talk about uh, gonna run th- to today's podcast same as usual go through some of the highs some of the lows uh, but in that analysis want to break things down into really the Celtics starters as well as the Celtics bench and kind of looking forward to the rest of the season here so to get things started want to go through player of the game and that is none other than than Jalen Brown. Jalen had an absolute career night tonight. 46 points on 16 of 30 from the field, 8 of 14 from 3, 6 of 8 from the free throw line. Oh yeah, also chipped in 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and a block. Absolutely electric game from Jalen Brown tonight. Every single thing that he wanted to do, he did. Career high in points, breaking his 42-point game last year. At a point, looked like he would have gotten to 50, but in double overtime, you could tell that his legs just weren't under him. He played significantly more minutes, 46 minutes tonight, in a game where Ime Odoka said that he was going to be limiting his minutes because just coming off of COVID. So he looked gassed in double overtime and still hit a couple of massive, massive shots. You saw it at one point. JB, as we all know, can jump out of the gym. Same with Time Lord. He missed a dunk in double overtime after an incredible steal. Uh, But you could just tell the guy was exhausted. Didn't have anything under him. And I don't want to, I don't want to, go and talk about the that one negative part too much here because he really did look just stellar throughout this entire game. Uh, but if you look up and down, like one of the things that we saw tonight that we didn't see a, a lot of last year was a lot more driving and dishing from him. And we see it. I mean, six assists. The guy averaged last year, I want to say it was three and a half assists a game. And if we can get him up, I'm not I'm not expecting six assists a game from him. I'm really not. But if we can get four, four and a half, maybe even five, this is a JB that is a surefire all-star, potential all-NBA guy. If he plays the way he plays tonight, it is an absolute lock at all-star. Uh, so he was he was by far player of the game. The other guy tonight... You know, I'll, I'll take this back a step, right? I said I'd break down all-stars, I mean, starters and non-starters today. If you look at the five, three of our five starters played pretty well. Two did not, for the majority of the game, at least, and we'll get there. But the two guys that played really well outside of JB were Time Lord and Grant Williams. And I tweeted this earlier, 
Grant Williams may have been the second best player today. I think Time Lord in the stretch probably secured that spot. Time Lord ended up 16 points, 10 rebounds, so got his first double-double of the year. Also added in three assists, three steals, and five blocks. And we saw at the end, uh, he started picking up Julius Randle a little bit more. In the beginning of the game, it didn't quite happen that way. Uh, the Celtics went small. It kind of stuck. Uh but he did a really strong job of defending Randall late in the game. Julius Randall still went off. Uh, had an unbelievable game here. Uh, but Time Lord really did go out and just give it his all. He looked really good tonight. The other guy, Grant Williams. Like he was one of the main reasons that this Celtics team even made a comeback. We were down by I want to say 10 with a minute left and it, he was a major reason that we made that comeback hit two threes late in the game but looking at his stat line 15 points five rebounds four assists a steal a block three of five from three this is the Grant Williams that the Celtics team needs everyone gives him shit everybody all in Twitter, all on Facebook, doesn't matter. If you're talking about Grant Williams, it's negative. And that's the way it's been for the last two years, three years almost. Last year, didn't like him. I'm counting this as technically the third year because I know he hasn't been in the league three years technically. But looking at him right now, I mean, this is this is the type of game. Yes, he struggled earlier in the game guarding Julius Randle, but... Like I said earlier, everybody did. You saw tonight Julius Randle was covered by Jalen Brown. He was covered by Tatum. He was covered by Smart. He was covered by Time Lord, by Romeo. He torched everybody. Time Lord played the best against him, but that's it. I mean, it's not even he got hurt at certain points. Like Julius Randle just absolutely killed us tonight. And that part's frustrating. But Grant Williams did as good a job as anyone else. He had a couple of huge plays that people will continue to overlook. And that's fine. Because they have that bias that he's not a good player. And the fact of the matter is it's just not true. At this point, it's just it's ridiculous. I'm not sitting here saying that he's an all-star. I'm not sitting here saying that he deserves to start. This is solely because Al Horford was not here. But Grant deserves minutes. Like there are people that say he doesn't deserve to be on the team. He deserves to be on this team and he deserves minutes. And if he can continue shooting like this, that's a big positive that goes in his favor. You look at the beginning of the season, we really thought, well, I can't say everybody, but I genuinely thought that bringing in Wancho Hernan Gomez was going to really force the issue and see whether or not Grant like deserved to get minutes. And throughout preseason, Grant made it very clear that he is the better player between him and Hernan Gomez. I don't want to overreact to one game, but this really isn't one game. This is the entire preseason. Grant's looked good. He lost weight, he's back, he looks faster, he's hitting his shots. 
again, one game into the regular season. So I'm not going to overreact here, but this is a this is a solid, solid performance. A real solid performance. Switching to the negative part of the starters, the two players that played bad for the majority of the game is Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum. And I'll start with Smart because... I think he actually played better than Jason Tatum. And this is another thing that he's another polarizing player. Everyone either loves him or hates him. Tonight, he didn't look good. Marcus Smart did not look good. However, he hit the game-tying three in regu- in regulation and then played pretty well in the overtime. There were a couple parts of tonight where he reverted back to his old self and tried to just take jack up other shots and they didn't go in. Like there was a stretch of like maybe a minute and a half where he took three threes that he shouldn't have taken, missed two of them and then turned the ball over. So overall, it's not a it's not a solid night for him. This was the the first game where Marcus Smart was really given the keys to the kingdom here. Hey, listen, you're the point guard. Go out and make this work. And it didn't really work. Like looking at the stats, doesn't look like a terrible night. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. Overall, looks solid. Right? 5-11 from 3, even that's not terrible. Again, a lot of that came in overtime. He did not look good through the first three quarters of this game. Three and a half quarters of this game. Marcus Smart definitely turned it up in overtime and at the end of the fourth. But for the most part, this was a tough game for him. You know, the other guy that, honestly, I'm not even going to say looked bad. Like, he was he was terrible, was Jason Tatum. And I don't... I don't care that he scored 20 points. I don't care that he had 11 rebounds. Jason Tatum looked bad. Really, really bad tonight. And again, it's one game. It's the first game of regular season. I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and overreact. I'm not going to start the debate of JB versus Tatum. I'm not going to do it. Because it's, again, one game into the season. With that being said, he shot 7 of 30 from the field tonight. 2 of 15 from 3. These are This is probably the worst shooting performance that we've seen from him, maybe in his career. I know he's had a couple of bad shooting performances thrown in the mix there. But 2 of 15 is just unacceptable. That's in double overtime. That's in 45 minutes. He shot two of 15. 45 minutes. Like that is really, really tough. Like you look at the difference between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And it is like, it's double. It's more than double. So Tatum in 30 shots made seven. Jalen Brown in four in 30 shots again same shot attempts made 16 so Jalen Brown literally more than doubled 
his shooting percentage than Tatum. An 8 of 14 from 3. So he took one less 3 than Jason Tatum and made 6 more. That is a drastic difference. And we talked about it a lot last year. And it always seemed like whenever Jalen had a good game, Jason didn't. Or whenever Tatum had a good game, Jalen Brown didn't. It never really seemed to be both on at the same time. Like one cooked, the other one sat back and watched. Neither of them, we didn't have two executive chefs. We had a sous chef and a and an executive chef. We couldn't have two people going at the same time. And that's something that the Celtics team will need throughout this season. You know, I'll go back and talk like some positives here, but you look at the Celtics and one of the major focuses that Ime Adoka has kind of stressed on this team is assists. We were bottom five in the league last year in assists. And one of the things that he stressed was passing the ball, moving it fast, not just getting out in transition, but like making the possessions quick. And you look tonight, 34 assists. That's a solid, solid number. 34 assists on 48 makes. That's something, that's efficiency that we haven't seen in a while from the Celtics team. And it, again, you're, you're talking early in the season. So naturally, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be growing pains. But you look at this team, like that right there is productive. Like this is a, this is a tough loss. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say that, you know, everything is peachy. At the end of the day, we're still 0-1. Uh, but if you look at the way that the Celtics played tonight, I think defensively it was okay. But offensively, I think we moved the ball more. Jason Tatum, I will say, played way too much hero ball still. That still needs to change. Uh, but the team overall moved the ball well. And that's what we need to see. That's what we need to see from this Celtics team moving forward to make this work. Um, I do want to. I do want to talk about some of our role players here. Ime kept a very tight lineup tonight. Only four bench players actually played. So Neesmith, Schroeder, Pritchard, Langford. So again, no Cantor, no Hernan Gomez, no Jabari. None of the other guys. I mean, I don't think we really expected to see Bruno or Hauser, uh, but, or Broderick Thompson, Thomas for that matter. But Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard, they unfortunately are falling on the, the bad part of this segment here. Neither of them really came in and did anything. Both went scoreless, both played 11 minutes. 0 of 4 from the field for Neesmith, 0 of 3 from the field for Pritchard. Tough outing. Real tough outing for the two sophomores. Can't say rookies anymore. The two sophomores. Uh, you know, we thought that the Celtics team would be kind of lacking three-point shooting for this season. Uh, you look at the additions, Richardson, who obviously didn't play tonight, not a three-point shooter. Schroeder, not a three-point shooter. 
Um, and then you, you've got Romeo, who as of last year was not a three-point shooter. So you really just had, you know, Jason and Jalen that are solid shooters from deep. Neesmith and Pritchard were those two other guys that we were really, you know, putting a lot of pressure on, but expecting a lot out of. And tonight was a dud. And that hurts. It hurts their stock because at this point, it looks like Ime is going to keep a tight lineup. And this is right now, this was nine people without Al Horford, who was a starter, and Josh Richardson, who probably is going to play a decent amount. So those two need to get their shots falling because an Ofer performance from both of them, not good. The other two reserves, Schroeder and uh, Schroeder and Langford, played pretty solid basketball, and I want to start with Romeo here because Romeo's a guy that has yet to have an off season, has yet to have a training camp that he's come into and actually has been able to work on things. This is the first year that Romeo has had that opportunity, and he is relishing in it right now. He had a solid preseason, and tonight, you look at him, 10 points, 3 rebounds, 2 of 3 from 3, including uh, uh, two good corner threes off of drives. Uh, but then you also saw a couple floaters in there. Nice drive with a floater at the, end, at the beginning of the game. Uh, the guy gave... 23 solid, solid minutes. And that right there, that's the type of performance that this Celtics team is going to need. Like we need guys that can come in off the bench, play defense, and hit shots. And so far, one game into the season, he's done it better than the other guys. He's done it better than everyone else. This is a guy that can come in. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be a. He's not gonna be someone that takes the ball away from Jason and Jalen. He compliments them. He's gonna go in. He's gonna space the floor if he can continue keeping his threes falling. And spacing the floor just gives Jalen and Jason more time to work. And let's face it, Jalen and Jason are both very, very capable of running an offense at this point. So that's all you can ask for, for Romeo Langford tonight. Um, the other guy, Dennis Schroeder, and he's an interesting, an interesting player to talk about today because I think looking at the way that the Celtics played today, it was pretty clear that he is the best facilitator on this team. A lot of questions arose early in the season, well, early in the offseason when they brought him in. And Dennis Schroeder made it very clear. He doesn't care if he starts, but he wants to be in the game at the end. And we saw that today. And you saw it late in the fourth. You saw it in both overtimes. And when it came down to it and they were inbounding the ball, it was Schroeder, not Smart, that was given the ball. And I think that says a lot about, you know, the trust that the Celtics team has in Dennis Schroeder. 
The guy is one of the best on the team. And I'll, I, I feel like I can say this after one game because it's not just one game that we're talking about. It, this, is his, this has been his career. There are few people on this team that can drive into the heart of the defense and dish the ball like Schroeder can. You look tonight, he led the team in assists with eight. End of the night, 12 points, three rebounds, eight assists, two steals, including an impressive steal late in the game, which he ended up missing a layup that definitely was costly. Uh, But Dennis Schroeder had a solid night too. Shooting numbers, not great. Five of 16 from the field. Uh, But... You look at his assist numbers, this is the guy that the Celtics brought in. Ime Udoka is going to love him. If you're ta- if if you're preaching to your team ball movement, m- making fast passes, crisp passes, driving in and dishing, Dennis Schroeder is going to give you all of that and some. And tonight was a good example of that. It's uh it's definitely it's definitely a good look across the board for this team. You can only you can only hope that you had a full team. Because I think things definitely would have played out slightly different if you have a guy like Al Horford that can go in and defend against Randall. And I'm going to dive into that. Before I do, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear, and the best part is, All Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, let's take a quick second here. Shout out a new sponsor, Vidget. Vidget is the first gamified social network for sports bettors. It's 100% free to download and give sports bettors like me and you a place to talk about sports betting and compete against friends. Vidget has a free play sports book, which gives you the opportunity to win real prizes like t-shirts, Amazon gift cards, and even a PS5. They also have really cool betting league features, which kind of works like fantasy football for sports betting. Download today using the referral CeltsPod, that's C-E-L-T-S-P-O-D, and get 2,500 free coins to start betting with. All right, so let's talk some negatives here. So obviously we talked about Tate and we talked about Smart. I want to talk a little bit about health here and what that means for this team. You saw tonight no Al Horford and no Josh Richardson. Health has been really the Achilles heel of this Celtics team for the past several years. You can go back almost five years at this point that health has really been the thing that has killed us more than anything. And tonight was no exception. 
it it seems like Al will be back sooner rather than later. However, this game goes to show you that we really need a healthy team to compete in this league. The 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 Eastern Conference has gotten better. Like the Knicks aren't one of the top teams in the East, but they're still solid. Like you could see tonight that they got significantly better. Evan Fournier who all Celtics fans hated and kept saying get rid of. And you can go back and listen to my podcast. You can hear me say that it was strictly because of COVID. Nobody believed me. Everybody chirped me. Everyone gave me shit. I don't care. But this right here is the Evan Fournier the Celtics thought they were getting. Did it happen? No. COVID, unfortunately, kind of screwed them. It is what it is. You got to move on. But you look at the game tonight. The guy that really killed us was Julius Randle. Because he was the guy who was getting the ball and dishing it out. And getting other guys involved. Evan Fournier had a lot of points off of Julius Randle. Randle, 35 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Led his team in pretty much every category except for rebounds. Uh, But you look at it, like Julius Randle is a problem for almost all of our guys. I talked about Time Lord defending him the best out of everybody, but it's not saying much, and I said that earlier. Al Horford is a guy that can come in and defend him. he's He's an athletic big, still at 35 years old, I think it is. Uh, he's an athletic big that can still move his feet and get in front of him. And he's a big body. This is the type of guy that you need against teams like New York, against teams like the Bucks, right? Against teams like Philly. We don't have that presence. And if you look at the, the landscape of the Eastern Conference, there's a good handful of teams that have big men that Al is going to be needed for. Like you looked at you looked at the Celtics team last year, and as much as I hated, as much as everybody hated Tristan Thompson, Thompson needed to be played against some of the bigger guys because he was more physical. As athletic and you know fast as time lord can be he's not super strong he struggles against guys that have size like that so a guy like horford health is going to be a major concern and this isn't an injury so i don't expect it to be something that we have to like we have to worry about the entire season But COVID is just one of those things. You don't know. He could be out for a month. He could be out for a week. He could be out for a couple days. You just don't know. Like if the symptoms last, this might be a long start. So overall, you look at health over the last couple of years, and it's still looking like it's going to be our Achilles heel. Really thought that we were going to get a full team today based off of the preseason at least. And then COVID happened with Jalen and Al. Luckily tonight, Jalen was back. Uh, But then you see Josh Richardson out with a migraine, right? So 
overall, I do still like the Celtics. I, I like the new look Celtics. There's, it's a way deeper team. And the guys that we had, like Neesmith, Pritchard, Romeo, seem to have taken leaps. And Grant. I'll throw Grant into there because he obviously got the start tonight. But you look at the role players, like it looks like they all took leaps. We didn't see too much of it from Pritchard and Neesmith tonight, but we did see a lot of it in the preseason. We saw a lot of it in Summer League. They look better. And this is, I mean, it's it's a fluke, fluke game for them, and it's certainly a fluke game for Jason Tatum. I don't ever expect Jason Tatum to shoot as poorly, two of 15 from three, again. I don't. Uh, so you look at this team... I'm looking at the way they played. The way they played was fast. It was crisp, moving the ball. You know, the negative parts were turnovers. Again, that we struggled with that a lot last year. But this is the first game of the regular season. Like, I don't expect the ball movement to be perfect. Like, there are going to be turnovers. The Knicks turned it over, too. Every team turns it over early in the season. So I'm not expecting a perfect game right away, uh, especially because during the preseason, like all of our lineups were kind of screwy. We played a bunch of different lineups with a bunch of guys that we thought would get in, and game four was really supposed to be that you know sticking game where we play our starters, we play it like it's a regular season game, but no Marcus Smart, no Jalen. No Al. Josh Richardson wasn't there tonight. So the whole entire team is very different from what it was the last game of the preseason. So overall, you have to be, you you look at this game. Yes, we lost. That part sucks. But you got to be happy with the performance you got. And that's, I mean, you know, we're 0-1. On to the next one. It's basically what you got to look at it. So we've got game two coming up on Friday. As always, I will be here podcasting. For the people that haven't followed me on Twitter, make sure to do so at NBA Celtics Guy. If you're on Facebook, join the Boston Celtics Till I Die Facebook page. Other than that, have a fantastic night, Celtics fans. We will talk Friday. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.